Hello and welcome to episode 36 of Sometimes Heroes. My name is James and I'll be your game master. Let's introduce our players. Hello, my name is Eric and I will be playing Sten, the half-orc barbarian. My name is Winter and I'll be playing the elf druid Sariel. I'm Mark and I play Yeesh, the human shield bearer fighter. Hi, my name is Molly and I play Eden, the noble human sorcerer. Hi, I'm Amanda and I play Galena, the dwarven bard. Last time on Sometimes Heroes, goodness, last time was a debacle. You guys went in all Ocean's Eleven style into a casino. Galena performed, and the rest of you went in the back rooms trying to sleuth. In the process, you ruined an office, but also found the dastardly underground mushroom growing area. Wait, I forget, did, did Connor end up, what did we end up doing with Connor? Unsurprisingly, I have forgotten. You sent him back to the main area to okay, watch that's Okay, that's where we left it. Okay. Connor got set on babysitting a drunk quasi-goddess. Yes, yes. Which really is kind of the safest place for him to be. <laughs> sure. Oh, that's true. Well, her bodyguard's probably in a nearby wall waiting to unleash brimstone if someone does something bad. So That's yeah. true. But hopefully it's not, the brimstone is not unleashed on him, but we'll see. Oh, no. I think we we're going to start with Galena because you left halfway through last game. Basically, your concert's been going well. Your... Uh, Octopus backup band is doing a bang-up job, going crazy on a drum set at the moment. I want you to roll a perception, though. All of us? No, just Galena. Okay. Galena rolled a 12 perception. As you are doing your show, halfway through one of your more popular songs, the light moves ever so slightly, and you are able to see the audience. You notice that Sten is gone, as is Vivi. But Connor and Sasan both sit in the rafters, not in the rafters, on the balcony. Sasan is sort of draped over Connor, and Connor looks very uncomfortable. Another thing you see is Refrain sort of grumpily sitting at the bar over there, drinking heavily. Okay. Is this the like the first thing I really observed out of my performance zone? Like I, I've been rocking it real hard, and then this is the first time I really looked into the audience. Well, you're in the moment, but as you come out for a moment to take a, a breath, you see that some people have moved away. So people have moved away like they're leaving during my performance? So far, it seems like all the patrons have come over to watch. You are a big hit, but Sten and the proprietor of this establishment are gone. As well as you now notice, only two of his guards are still in the room, whereas before there were seven. Okay, well, Galena's probably um, a little disappointed that Sten's left, and maybe a little worried that he's gone, because um, why did he disappear, and why is Vivi also gone? Is there something happening that she should know about? But if Connor's still there, and he hasn't raised the alarm, then she figured, eh, it's probably nothing, so... She just keeps rocking out, especially after seeing that Refrain looks really disgruntled at the situation and that um, everyone else seems to be enjoying themselves really well. Also, what is Sasan's dad's name again? Vaughn. Vaughn? Vaughn Maltush. Oh, yeah, yeah, Maltush. Um, does she see him anywhere? He is sitting at Victor's private table. Okay, does he look like he's enjoying himself? You notice him... Smiling at the show, sort of tapping his hand on the table, but you also see his head sort of drift, look away, sort of as if he is confused as to why the person who is sitting with him has left all of a sudden. Hmm. Okay, well, she rolled a 12 perception, so she probably doesn't think it's very interesting that he's confused. So she, <laughs> all she can notice is that he's not distracted enough, and she heard that he's a very vigorous man, and she wants him to, she wants to get the crowd hopping, so... She she starts playing a song that's gonna rile them up. 
All right, tell me sort of what you're doing and then roll a performance. Are you adding anything specific to the song or are you just getting a really uh, hype dancing song? I think I will probably change the lighting to something that's a little darker with some flashing sort of, I don't want to say strobe effect, but like a like a swirling cool purple and green lights. And she plays the song Lightning Struck and anyone who knows who she's singing about, they could pick up suggestions that the song is about Eden. Wait, what? And, <laughs> well, Eden, lightning. Eden would know it's about Eden. I don't know if anybody else would. Well, like, if Sten were there, maybe Connor could pick up on some of it. Maybe Sasan. Roll that uh, performance. That sounds good. Okay. It's a song about a lady getting struck by lightning and then vanquishing all of her enemies. That's pretty cool. Oh, you know, just a day in the life. Mm-hmm. I rolled an 18 in performance. This song is going real well. You actually see Sasan trying to force Connor to dance with her in a sort of jumping fashion, as well as you regain Von Maltish's attention. All right, we're going to cut to the rest of you. Do you remember what was going on? This is a little funnier because we never told Amanda how the last game eventually went down. All hell broke loose. Yeah, all, all, <laughs> oh, I oh know, no. all I know is that I'm performing well. Yep. Oh, we solved the mystery, and we beat all the bad guys, we saved the world, and that was pretty much it. The story's over. Now for the uh, dance number before the credits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the uh, the freeze frame before the end. I want okay, a anyway. of that. We found, well, I mean, let's just play. Let's just play. She'll, she'll get to hear the horrible details as we play them. Okay, so we cut down to a dimly lit, what color was it? Blue? Red? Do you remember, Molly? What color you lit up Eve as? Blue. Okay, so the pale blue light illuminates a section of a wall that is cut away by some natural means. Little pockmarked walls and ceilings curved at the uh, edges. A thousand tiny little mushrooms flee in terror away from Gij's boots. What? <laughs> Eden and Sariel stand at the edge of this mushroom exodus. Sten stands within it. Some of them, in fact, are climbing up onto Sten's boots. Hey, guys. Steps out of the darkness into the pale blue light. A human man, old and withered, with torn skin and clothes. Out of these gaps, just bursts of fungus. His hands end in, like, chitinous claws. And I believe Sariel and Gish have inhaled the spores. Yeah, seems like a time to do it. And you have heard the ominous threat that the hive has been attacked. I want you to all roll initiative. Sans Galetta. Good luck, it. guys. All right. I can work with this. So far, so good. Well, mostly. I don't like how many rolls we're seeing for these uh, for the, the the bad guys, though. Oh, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Hey, can I do anything cool if I rolled a critical success on initiative? Besides go first? Goodness gracious. Well, I'm going second because Sariel rolled, still somehow rolled higher than me. How That's dare sexy, she? Sexy plus two on initiative. Oh, wow. You both crit on initiative? Yeah, all right. Does that mean we automatically win, right? No, but I'm going to say you have a... Also, because you guys were sort of waiting at, to see what happened, you guys have a bonus round. Oh, yeah. Hurrah! For being sensible ladies. <laughs> so sensible. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> so, Sariel, you are up. Sariel is going to try to defuse this. <laughs> Okay. What do you say to the voice of the Legion? We're not attackers. We didn't we didn't mean to hurt the small one, and we're deeply sorry that it happened, but we're here for information only, not to destroy. Roll a persuade. 
as you hear a thousand voices respond, murders. I was about to say, I don't remember murdering anyone, but then I remembered that I actually do definitely remember murdering several people. Not here, though. <laughs> it's true, it's true. Uh, Sariel rolled a 21 for persuasion. Good lord. Hmm, hmm. The fight is over. The fungusy man in front of you lurches to a halt as it is advancing out of the darkness. The voices respond to you, if you are not destroyers, what are you? And why have you slain us? Eden, you're up. I hear any of that? Nope. Oh, cool. Sariel can be, can I be translating? Yes. Yes, you can. Okay. Sariel will definitely be translating. Okay. So, oh, all right. Uh... Well, I guess this means that just going ahead and trying to murderize him wouldn't be the best first step. Please, please don't do that. Okay. Hmm. There goes our awesome surprise attack. You had to ruin it with peace. <laughs> well, he's not trying to kill you yet, is he? It's true. It's true. Look, look, we start with friendship and then we end with incredible violence. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Only if we have to. Okay, well, I I want to know who, like, who is he talking about? Who did we murder? Can I talk to him, or do I have to translate through Sariel? Uh, actually, I think you do need to answer that one, since I think there is a technical aspect to that question. But I'd be willing to translate. That is a good question. Uh, yeah, I was wondering. I'm not, not sure what they're talking about. I feel like Sariel can be translating what she's saying to you, but in this time frame, she is talking. She is doing what she just did. So you are doing something at the same time as what she just did. Oh. And you did see Gij step on a mushroom, and then a ton of tiny little mushrooms start scooting away from him. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I don't really know what else I can do here. Any suggestions? Roll, roll Arcana, or nature, or something. <laughs> Roll all the things! I definitely should have rolled to figure out more about these dudes. I would say, yeah, maybe do an information check and then take a defensive stance, just in case things go crazy. All right. I rolled a 12 in Arcana. So far as you know, Sariel is definitely telepathically speaking with these things via the spores she has just inhaled. You also know that they have other kinds of spores, spores that will paralyze you, spores that will infect you like that unfortunate thrall that you see in front of you guys have already found out about myconids you know that they generally only use the bodies of the dead rather than growing into the bodies of the living that's good oh so this guy's already dead maybe possibly possibly probably also you might still be invisible oh no i would have as soon as as soon as we were all hidden i would have uninvisibled myself okay in the last episode cool so what would you like to do you've knowledge checked these things i well, I know that I'm being chased by an angry kitchen staff who think that I tried to possibly murder someone and or burn down the building. So I am going to run back over to the door. And is there anything, are there any large objects around that I can use to, to block the door or make it harder to get through? There are the little raised troughs that are full of soil and growing mushrooms. You could probably tear some wood off of that pretty easily. It looks kind of rotted, which makes it less of a good bar for a door, but it's also very easy to get. Okay, well, whatever works. So I will run to the nearest one, pick off as much wood as will fit through the hatch, and then stuff that in. Okay. Based on the moves you have left, it'll probably take two turns to do that, but since you've got the surprise round, you can do that. Okay. That'll take both of Eden's turns. Sariel, you're up once again. The voice has asked the question, if you are not here to destroy them and you merely wanted to talk, then why have you slain one of them? 
Uh, Sariel wants to relate to this thing as best as she's able. Um, like with the Edder Cap, it's a hive mind, so she can kind of peel to that. Uh, can I can I roll to see how it would be best to explain? Um, since you have a vague connection to its brain mind, roll an insight. My lord, holy monkeys. Sariel rolled a critical success with insight, uh, 26. Okay, so in the very fading moments of that little tiny mushroom's death, you took this snuff and you felt it die. And you know that this thing, this entity, that is this swarm, each one is an individual, but each one can feel the others as if they are itself. So basically, every single one of these things just felt you kill it. And the malice behind that, and it, it is very hurt, and it's still reeling from that blow. But it felt the conviction in your first plea to it, so you've given it pause. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> Sariel answers, I am a druid. I am connected, though not as closely as you are, to things in the natural world, and to a lesser extent, the Feywild. My friends are adventurers, and they don't always sense things the way you might, but they mean no harm. We've only come to ask questions so that we can understand uh, understand events that we think are linked together. Okay. We'll persuade. <laughs> oh, well, God. you're you're trying to say that it was an honest accident, basically. Basically, like we really, really didn't mean to, and like especially with that insight role, like deeply, deeply mournful for it happening. All right. Uh, so that that would be that would be persuasion, right? Mm-hmm. Eighteen. For persuasion. These guys better be joining our party after this. The floor in front of you, the little scattering mushrooms stop scattering and begin sort of orderly clearing a path about five feet wide down the center. The clearly dead body with fungus bursting from it adopts a sort of slouched standing position and its head lolls back. The voice that Gij can also hear says, Life in return. <sighs> Does that mean, what does that mean? It wants one of ours. To die. Yeah. He can have Gage. No. Damn it, we should have brought Connor. No. <laughs> Gouge. Hmm. I'm pretty no, sure. No, he cannot have Gouge. Hmm. Can we give it the spider fly that Gouge has? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. good idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is basically also Gouge, if I understand how this works correctly. But it's very appropriate because it's also a, sort of a hive mind kind of thing. Look, we need lives that are expendable yeah, and that make expendable lives. Yes. Stop the hive on hive violence. <laughs> Indeed. Do I still have one I of the little guys on my that, foot? But almost. Yes, one of them is just very chillily hanging out on your nice boot. I want to be friends with it. <laughs> For Sten, this must have been terrifying because you can't hear anything. You just see yeah, a, a yeah. dead man stalking at you with his razor claw hands. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's bad, but I mean, it's just all in a day's work. Clearly, you also had Sariel just like calm talking everybody through this. Yeah, of this. Double crits, insight, and persuasion. So what now? I, I think I'm going to try to give it, darn it. Give it a spare googe. Yeah, give it a spare googe. We have two googes. <laughs> Literally two. We have an extra one. Can I roll to see if that would be a terrible plan? <laughs> yeah, here, hive mind. Just have this other, we can't, like... like... we can't, like, birth another one of the funguses or anything somehow. What do they? How would they grow? You can use your druid powers and, like, make a new fungus, right? That's a thing, maybe. I not uh not at this level. <laughs> Haven't you always wanted to be the mother of fungus? No. There's there's some fan art that needs happening. <laughs> yes, yes indeed. 
Oh, wait, you've got your staff. Oh, yeah, see, that thing is good. It made nice, growy things before. It's a bargaining chip, but what they asked for was a life. But as so far as you know... Well, that sort of is a life. Yeah, we're just interpreting it differently. Let let the GM GM give us a loophole. I mean, I'm into loopholes, as long as they're clever loopholes. Okay, so they are asking for a life. You know that they reproduce by dropping their spores and decaying tissue. Oh, so they want something to, they do want something to birth more of them out of. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. Um, do we have anything dead on hand? I mean, we can definitely kill the spiders, but I don't know if that's big enough. Yeah, but I was going to say, suddenly I'm not sure that that's a sufficient sacrifice. I mean, no big. If it isn't big enough, we'll just give them something else. We can find some, like, squirrels. Summon a squirrel, and then I'll step on its head. Sargon no! looks extremely offended. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Uh, yeah, Sariel will ask if the life of one of the small ones she carries would be enough to replace the life of the small one they've lost. And she would show them, like, Spiderfly. Or do I need to... Because I have spent my turn. Do I need to... As nobody else is actively fighting, somebody else wants to do things, It's you're not in combat anymore. Okay. Let's find out if that's big enough, because if not, I have an idea. So, can I move? I have I have been anxiously standing in place. You have a little, you know, five-foot path that leads into the darkness. Okay. In response to your, is the little life, what did you say? Uh, how did I phrase it? Would, would this life be small enough to replace the, the life that they lost? Basically just, I guess, asking if a spider fly would be enough to seed new life in, I guess. Spider fly, spider fly. <laughs> the voice of the Legion you hear, nothing could replace the life lost. But given the sacrifice is a life in itself, it is acceptable. We need this to is... kill it though, right? This sec- yeah. the this, this second goose needs to be dead first. How does that work? Can we just throw some spores in there with them? Not with not with both of them. We true, need one. True, true. Well, also, we don't. This is, we don't. This need is like one. the opposite of what I promised Goosh. Goosh is going to be pissed. It's Goosh too. It's oh right, right. Yeah, Goosh. Well, whatever. Well, I was going to kill them both by drowning the bottle. It's Connor or Goosh, really, is our choices. I do have a third. <laughs> no. I do have a third choice, but I'm going to keep it to myself unless necessary. Are there any rats in this place, James? In this basement? as you as you look around, the bare light emanating from Eve, who is apparently just fluttering around, so some you guys can still see. You see nothing that resembles other life beyond the fungus. Okay. Well, I say we try to give him the Goosh thing, and if that doesn't work, I'll cut off a toe, and mm. maybe that'll work. Well, hold on. I'm trying to get more information. Eden, as you bar the door to the cellar, you hear people opening the door inside and stepping into the room. They are scuffing boots towards your hatch. Yeah, uh, don't come in here. Wait, that'll do it. You just <laughs> spoke to the hatch through the hatch to them? No. No one but us chickens. Okay. Oh, are you, are you going to are you going to tell us that it sounds like people are there? Mm, uh, yeah, but if uh then I have to yell at you. Can we not hear it in here? Can you send Eve to us to like nervously peck at us so we know? Eve is already with you. Okay. Well, um, can make whistling noises. I don't know. I, I think that because we're in this place, you can speak in a hushed enough voice that we will hear you and not them. Because she is literally something. like three rooms away. This is a three-story stairwell across a room with a ladder at the top. Okay. Use uh, your men spell to mend the entrance to the rest of the floor. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. No, but it's still. not a welder. <laughs> well, you could quickly step away to tell us if you want. I think I might just have to wait by the door is, and is, try to hold it if they try to come in. Is the hatch made of metal? No, it's made of wood. The The handle, though, is it metal? Mm, no. Okay. So in other words, I can't use shocking grasp on it and... You can't electrify the door. Fry anybody. No, sadly. Oh, well. It is not that sturdy. So you just want to stay at the door and try and hopefully keep it together? Yeah, 
for now. Okay, okay. so we're back to you guys uh, looking for rats and talking to fungus. So there's no rats. Um, okay, so wait, can we give it? Can we give it one of the googes then? He said it was acceptable. Okay, then why don't we do that? Can we can we do that? Keisha looked at Sario and be like, "Is this really a good idea to give them?" Well, I mean, if we kill it, it's not Edder Cap anymore. I mean, that's fair. Look, I just want to get because because we're in a hurry. So either we give it that thing, or I'll cut off a toe. I can probably live without a toe, and my toes are very large, <laughs> and probably make excellent fungus ground. It frankly probably already is fungus. Ground. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> competing fungus. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe they'll make friends. It'll yeah, it'll have new friends. All right. Well, James, how would I go about killing one of the gouges? Uh, the difficult two? part is opening it so one can get out, but then catching it before it gets away. Or just opening it and then squishing it once it runs out. Getting it out isn't the problem. Uh, holding onto it once it's out is the hard part. I might have an idea. Does the spiderfly still have functional wings? It looks pretty atrophied. It could, like, jump extra far, probably. Okay. I have an idea. Can you say to start out, we could kill both of them. And then they'll owe us a solid. No. Who will owe you a solid? The, the fun motions. guys. The motions will be like, oh, you guys are really cool. You gave us two new ones. Alternatively, uh, I don't I know. I think your no. interpretation of how <laughs> happy the mushrooms would be about that is a little off. Alternatively, you could use hold person and Eden could shock the extra one that comes out. Can we hold person on a fly? What? Is that a thing? No. And any amount of electricity that Eden can muster <laughs> yeah. would instantly kill both of them. Really? We can't do hold person on one of the spiders? No, Not... it's essential that it's a humanoid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a darn. This is one of those things right, we guys... talked about where like D&D rules are weird about sentience. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, either either we gotta kill both of those to give I, them one of them. I feel like my toe idea the... is really good. Well, hold on. Run the risk of one of them getting out as we try and get the other one, or Sten cuts off a toe. Do you want Sten to cut off a toe? I feel like Sten is being weirdly cavalier about his toe. Big deal. Just a toe. <laughs> I kind of like the idea of my toe being a breeding ground for new life. It's cool. Well, and I mean, we're in a hurried situation. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, you hear this voice beckoning you towards the center of the cave, down the little path it has laid along for you. Well, let's go along the path. That seems like oh, the boy. idea. Maybe there's somewhere we drop the new thing, which is either a fly or my precious, precious toe. So... I see Eden's not here yet. Can I run to check on Eden and see what's up? I recommend walking to check Before, the Eden. Well, we have a, a, a small path. Before the rest of us go deep marine, can I go check on Eden? If you say before, time is passing for both parties. If you say during, it's only passing for you. I'm wait. not sure. I think he means, are you asking us to wait for you while you go check on Eden? Yeah, you said go and check while they wait. Well, I, I anticipate that Saril and, and Stan are arguing about cutting off toes and trying to sacrifice one spider and i want to check on eden oh you've been arguing this whole time too so no it's not okay, enough time okay. why don't you just go check on eden sorry and i will go okay. on and see what what I brings will, i will go to check on eden and then try and quickly get back to them okay Gij, you start heading up to see why eden hasn't come back because it wasn't that far away and stan and sorry you start heading down the path yes i will be careful is if the fungus guy is still on my uh my foot, I will try to politely either shoo him off or take him safely into my hand, whatever he really feels like doing. So before you start walking, you're trying to get him off your boot? I don't want to. I mean, if he wants to stay on it, I just want moving slowly enough that he knows what's happening and I'm offering him an escape route. Sorry, you hear a single lone little voice going, Wee! Fun! In excitement. Oh, happy times. He seems, he seems pretty chill on the boot. Very well. Be careful there. He doesn't want to jump to the hand? Uh, if you offer your hand the little thing inch inchworms onto it basically 
Okay, good. That's safer than on the foot. As you look, there is just a tiny, tiny, tiny little face on the stem of the mushroom. Adorable. Significantly more adorable than Fungus Man. And Eve is riding around on Sariel's shoulder? Uh, yeah, that would be that would be plenty welcome. As you guys walk into this cavern, which is rather large, you start to see bodies just drift in and out of the light. Some of these mushrooms are over five to six feet tall and have limbs. One side of them tracks you as you walk by. You can see little glints of what might be eyes. There are also quite a few bodies decaying at various rates, some of them still standing along with their chitinous claws instead of hands, and many of them just sort of laying there. It looks as if you are walking through a mass grave. There are skeletons and the whatnot all over the place. Wait, sorry. So a graveyard, not a graveyard for the fungus guys, but like an actual graveyard for humans. There's now mm-hmm. full of fungus guys. Okay. Yep. And we cut to Gij, who, good thing he remembers how this room goes because he's in com- complete darkness until he gets to the hatch where he can see a little square of light that illuminates Eden's face. Molly, you're up. Or are you up? You're both. Um, well, I imagine as I approach, you would have told me, hey, I hear people. I would probably be facing the door. Okay, then I would say, what's going on? Why, why aren't you? I'm pretty sure there's a group of people about to try to barge in here. And I hope I don't have to end up holding the door, but I don't want that to happen. The door yanks up and stops because it's barred. And you hear a voice on the other side say, hey, is this thing locked? Okay. Um... So there's nothing real of good use in this room, right, James? It's not a room. It's a ladder and then a stairwell. That's what I mean. The room that the stairwell leads down into. Just soil and sort of rotted wood. Okay. I'm pretty sure I have rope in my items. I would like to tie the hatch closed. Right now, the hatch handle is stuffed with little wooden planks. That's fine. Do you want to take the planks out? Nope. I'm. In fact, I'll probably try and tie the rope around the planks as well. To strengthen it. Okay, so you know how there's a handle that comes off of wood and then back again to the wood? There's two of those mm-hmm. next to each other. Right now, there's planks stuffed through them. There's no space for a rope. You have to take some of the planks out. Okay, then I'll take I'll take um, just a few out on the edges so I can slip the rope through. Okay, sleight of hand check. Oh my god, why is it sleight of hand? You keep making me do sleight of hand, I'm not good at those. Because it's a being very quick with your hands to do something because people are just about to start yanking real hard on that door. Okay. Can I get assistance from Eden so that I do this better? Uh, Eden, how do you assist? I mean, I can help you weave it through if you're okay. having trouble seeing, maybe. Roll a... Oh, that's that's especially true. It's hard to see. Roll a uh, sleight of hand at advantage, then. Okay, okay. sleight of hand at advantage. Uh, roll a seven. The hatch busts open right as you pull the little slats of wood out. The remaining slats being too weak to resist the hands pulling on the other side. You see two men looking straight down, guards from the main room, hard-faced mercenaries in finery. They look down and see your two faces, Gij holding a rope and Eden holding some little pieces of wood. They yell out, they're here, and step back to draw swords. What do you guys do? Wait, sorry, back up. The door... Is the door open? Mm -hmm. It's on the floor. So they are looking straight down at you. Oh, all right. Um... Crap, I think we might have to knock these guys out. Otherwise, I just really, really don't want them to get involved with whatever's going on past this this point. Really don't like this, but, um, well, we might have an extra life that they want. Uh, Right? Okay, well, let's try and quickly knock them out, Eden. I guess hit them with some lightning or something. Okay, as you guys look at each other and share an unspoken agreement to take these fools out, 
we cut back to Sariel and Sten. As you approach a small rise and then a narrow entrance, on the other side of it, you see a room maybe 40 by 40 feet across. Inside it is a giant creature that looks to be made of several different mushrooms put together. In the center is a mass of eyes that look at you. Three trunks make up its feet, and two large stalks expand from its side, making arms. It swivels towards you and just sort of stares. Where is the life you offer? Give him the thing. Wait, I don't have the thing. No, she isn't. No, I have the thing. Sariel uh, brings out the glass container with uh, Gouge and Gouge Mm 2, and she says, "I I carry it here. It looks at you, tilts down to the small container that you were holding in front of you, says... This is acceptable. When it is dead and there is food for another life, you will be forgiven. Cool. Oh boy. I think we're going to try to get Gouge Spiderfly Edition out, out of this little drawer. Can I Can I gesture Sten over for help with this? Absolutely. Sure. Um, how, how should we kill it? Because we don't want to like help bait it completely. I'm pretty sure just, just crushing it should be good. Is that, will it still be, can I, can I, oh, I can't talk to it. Can we, can we ask if it'll still yeah, be? Yeah, am I, can I, yeah. I'm racking my brain for ways to kill tiny insects that don't mutilate them. It's a shame you don't have the person who's really good at killing things there. Like, what, professionally me? killing. Professionally I'm extremely killing. good at killing things. Professionally killing things. Professionally killing things, I suppose. I'm just in the amateur killing things. No, you're, you're more like a killing savant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I don't have sponsors. I mean, you kind of do have sponsors sometimes. I suppose, yeah. Well, anyway, let's get to this. We'll try to extract one of them. Can I still... Man, I don't even know if I want to try to talk to Gouge about this. I think we should just... Yeah, I don't... That can't end well. What's, <laughs> what, I feel like, I feel no like the best I could do is like ask to like sacrifice one of the Horde and then promise promise more later but that's somewhat duplicitous mm-hmm. duplicitous oh gosh i don't think we should talk to him we can just give him something later yeah 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 <laughs> my toe even okay better to beg. Right, let's do it let's do it better to beg forgiveness than ask permission indeed especially when it's a monstrous spider mm-hmm. so how are you getting this thing out i'm gonna ask sten to hold the container um and i will uncork it and catch uh catch the whatever comes out Okay, I would say that's either a sleight of hand or an animal handling for Sariel at advantage because Stan is helping you. I want to say it's sleight of hand for what I'm up to, but it's animal handling not to get bit while doing it. <laughs> True. Roll them both. Oh, God. I feel like I just like shot myself in the foot by mentioning that. <laughs> sleight of hand at advantage. Animal handling, normal. Okay, okay. Uh, sleight of hand at advantage is a 15. I feel like that's not terrible. And uh, switching back to normal animal handling is an 11. We'll see how this goes. Luckily, the DC for not getting bit by a spider while you're holding it already is not super hard because you know about these things. And you are able to grab Spiderfly without any any problems. And Gouge is again sealed back in his container. Excellent. Go team. You sense a feeling of betrayal. As you grasp little spider flies, little fly wings, a vertical slit appears just below the eyes of the mass of mushroom in front of you. Uh, uh, we'll advance towards it. It opens to about, you know, hand sized. Yeah. 
Do we need Wait, to I'm sorry. prepare it first? I, I missed. Did they kill it yet? No. no, it's it's still alive. I've got it by the by its little atrophied wings. Does it? I mean, what do you? What does it want from like? What's the best way? We don't. We're not familiar with the culture, and we want to be polite. <laughs> so, how do they typically serve carcasses? Um, <laughs> like, is it polite to let them kill it themselves? Can, can I can I rely on my my previous insight role to know if it wants me to place it in, or do I need to like pop its little head off first? <laughs> You are aware that part of this deal was sort of like the inherent vengeance factor, so they're okay with killing it for you. Okay. Oh, they want to kill it, okay. I'm done with that. Sorry, dude. Although they, they don't seem to grasp that this life is worth much less to you than it is to them a life is a life. Ah, uh, yes, they wouldn't really think that way. I'm not I'm not going to lie. I kind of played on that. <laughs> yep. Oh, man, Gouge's vengeance might might be worth it, though. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will. I will put... I will put uh, my hand and spider fly into the uh, into the mushroom slit while lewd. Yes, yeah, fucking hot. <laughs> Woo! Uh, it gently closes around your hand. You can sense that there is something akin to muscle inside these things because it is a very strong grip. But it, it releases your hand, and you hear just a slight pop as the spider is crushed inside it. In your head, you hear its its mind singular. This mushroom in front of you say. You are forgiven. You will be allowed to leave our domain in peace. I don't suppose this little guy wants to come with me. Do you want to ask Sariel that so Sariel can ask? Yeah, oh. I'll tickle his little belly too. <laughs> if he enjoys that. <laughs> As you are saying this, Sariel, you can feel the giant mushroom's confusion at the weird noises that are coming from the creature in front of it. And from the gills of the mushrooms above it, shower down some spores. And all of a sudden, Sten you can hear the hive as well. Oh, nice. Thanks, bro. Although it was kind of gross to have it just like snow on you for a second. I, I feel like I'm, this is such a disgusting situation that I've just blown past any sort of disgust and I'm just full embracing the fact that there's like mushroom. Uh, I mean, we just kind of made it with a mushroom sort of, I think is what just happened there in some weird sense. So yeah, this, is a weird, <laughs> this is a weird situation. It's kind of more like it whispered in your ear. No, I was referring to when she uh Oh, know, fed it. With the yeah. Well she mm -hmm. fed it. Well, sort sort of. Except that now it's birthed a new it's, you know Don't make she, it worse than it has it, to be. It was pretty okay, okay. Well, moving on. Anyway. Oh, yes. the, <laughs> Sten, you can now hear what's going on. The sort of background noise of a thousand creatures sort of murmuring to each other, and this one creature in front of you saying that it will not attack you if you leave. Okay. It is not inherently forcing you to leave. So it's like fine with also attacking us if if, if we want that. Oh, we, I mean, we probably shouldn't dick around too much. Oh, you mean it's saying that as long it's saying it doesn't mean we have to leave immediately. Yeah, it's saying okay. you can leave if you want to, and we won't attack you. But I'm all there is an implication behind that that it doesn't care if you stick around or not. Okay, I see what you're saying, and I would like to stick around and get to know these guys personally. Except for the fact that there's going to be people plowing into here and they probably won't understand who's who and kill us all, which would suck. Also, I feel you know like these guys are kind of adorable and I don't want them to die. <laughs> um, can I ask if this guy wants to come with me? Do they understand me now? Uh, yes, it does. It does want to come with me? Oh, it does understand you. So oh. you ask this little tiny mushroom if it wants to come with you? Yes. It goes, yeah! Okay, we'll see where this goes. You both feel and hear in your mind a very disapproving mm, as the mushroom reaches towards you and puts out one single finger-looking extremity next to your hand, and it says, 
the outside world would kill you, child. The little mushroom on your hand, like, looks super dejected. I can come and visit. Yay! Okay, I'll give the mushroom back to the big guy. Oh, I'll miss your giant friend! It scoots onto its hand and begins scooting. By the time you leave, it might be at its elbow or something. Ah, yes. Little trooper. Okay, we should probably leave before... I mean, I feel like we do want to want, ask these guys questions at some point, but at the moment, we should probably leave before we suck them into a fight. Okay. If that's acceptable to Sariel. Sariel? Sariel's conflicted because there are a lot of important questions that can be asked right now, and she almost feels like it's safer here than, like, the uh, the shenanigans that are unfolding, up, unfolding upstairs. Well, I mean, if, if you want to try to make them understand what's going on, and I'll... I'm worried that if we tell them, they'll think that we're endangering them and that we should die. But I'm happy to go. You could stay here and I could go kill some things, which is what I'm good at, if you feel safe. <laughs> Sariel makes a slightly distressed face. <laughs> Stan, come tag out with me. Switch places. Well, they like me here. I've, all, I've got their spores all over You just said you wanted to leave. No, I don't want to leave. I just I feel like I have to. Stan and Sariel, you guys know you've traveled maybe half a football field away. Okay, so it's real close. It's real close, but it's big for in a cave. Okay. Anyway, Sariel, what's the plan? Sten seems adamant on probably bouncing. I'm, I'm not adamant. I mean, I just don't want to, you know, inconvenience these guys to the point that they kill us. <laughs> but I mean, if we can make them understand, I'd love to have them as friends. Especially that tiny little guy who's very slowly crawling away. <laughs> We've made it this far. Sariel would like to ask some questions. Uh, see how much these guys have a feel for what's going on. All right, Gige, you are at the bottom of the stairwell. With your hands, you could have reached the edge, but even with a sword, you can't reach these guys. But they appear to have spears. Okay. And you can hear boots approaching of several more men. Mm, I don't quite know what to do. Can I try and knock one down and disarm the other one of his spear and then retreat back into the hatch? You're going to have to climb out, which is going to provoke an attack of opportunity from both. But yes, you could. I kind of just want to close... You know what? I'm going to say, excuse me, we're, we're working here, and then close the hatch. The hatch opens outwards, so you have to step out of, you have to climb out of the hole to close the hatch. Oh, for crying in the mud. You know but what? You could say, excuse me, Attack! We're here. You know what? No, I would much rather go back and talk to the big mushroom man, because either way, they need those mushroom people to produce mushrooms. And if the mushroom people are cool with us, they're going to have to be cool with us. I mean, Vivi's guards are going to have to be cool with us. So yeah, I don't think there's time to get them to understand. Right. So what's what I'm going gonna, So what I'm going to do is I'm going to see them raising a ruckus and I'll lean towards you and be like, look, let's just go back. Let's just join the group. If they want to fight us, maybe they'll have to fight through the mushrooms too. That's a terrible idea. It's the best I got. But what if they end up killing more mushrooms? Well, the mushrooms are going to be mad at them, not us. Uh, well, this is going to go well. Okay, fine. So where's our, our light source is Eve and Eve is on Sariel, right? Right, so right now your light source is those guards' like, torches. But I'm pretty sure Eden can maintain more than one light at a time. Let's just say she can. Especially because the other light is on your familiar, which is why mm -hmm. you can maintain it so far away. Well, then as we back up, I will tie the rope around my waist, and I'll tie the rope around her, and I'll be like, cast light on this. Okay, I will do so. I will head back into the cavern. All right, so remember that you guys are tied together. As you run down the stairs, the guards yell out, and you hear... Victor's voice saying, what the hell are they doing down there? Get them. And they start to climb down after you. Oh, well, great. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now there are five of them? Yep. There are more guards now, as the two were joined by several others moments okay, later. Okay, uh, I'm gonna... Uh, so we, we did hear them say that, right? Yes. 
all right, I'm going to stop and turn around and get ready to knock some heads. Uh, Gish, do you stop as well, since you're leading the way? I will uh, will untie myself, because okay. I don't want to be yanked around. Wait, I'm sorry, why are we tied together? Because um, Mark's weird. <laughs> I'm not why, weird. Why I did just... we have to tie each other to each other? So we don't drop the rope if something happens. Because knowing James, he would probably find a way to make us drop the rope, and then we don't have a light source. Okay, that is out of character plotting. <laughs> Also, that's nothing I would do, especially since Eden can just cast light on something else. But also, when you're going into a dark place, you want to make sure the other person doesn't get lost. Anyway, I want you to both roll competing athletics real quick. Because in the moment where Eden stops and Geech keeps running, there's going to be a big old yank. Eden rolled a 10 in athletics. Geech rolled a 14 in athletics. Eden is knocked prone as Geech keeps running and pulls her off her feet. Stop! We're going to cut back to Sten and... Sariel, as you hear in the distance a little clamor and some boot falls, and then also Eden going, Stop! Oh boy, we should uh, we should probably wrap up here pretty quick and get back there. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully they'll have us back once we've killed the guys. I don't know if we can successfully take this entire building, but I'd love to meet these guys again. They seem so fun. The food bringer is coming. Oh, you know these guys. Okay, we should leave you to them. He says you are dangerous. Not to you. You can sense, just like through him, another presence. It's as if there is a telephone game going on. You can hear just like a murmur on the other line kind of thing going on in your minds. Gige can hear this as well. The other voice sounds very angry. It wants me to kill you. Sariel is just uh, going to be trying her best to keep her mind open so that they can see that there are no like hostile or negative thoughts. She just wants to know about how they're finding the mushrooms that connect to the Feywild. She just wants to, um, gosh darn it. <laughs> Sten just really just doesn't want to fight these guys. <laughs> he doesn't really have to do anything with his mind. <laughs> he just likes the little guys. Just share your sincere desire not to fight. Indeed. Yeah, yes. basically. Stens would probably I'm, be more persuasive than Sariel's for I, how guileless it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Both Sariel and Sten, this thing doesn't adopt any sort of offensive posture. And it says to you, there is no reason why I would attack you. You have paid for your transgression and you bear me no ill will. I do not know why the food bringer is suddenly so aggressive. It, what would you like? I don't want to drag you into all this. What do you want us? Do you want us to leave? Do you want us to stay? I do not know. Straight up, I'm worried that there's going to be a fight in here and a lot of the little guys will get squished. Hold so on. I want to run as quickly as possible to get them away from danger. Sten, Sten is a pure soul. Sten I like the little guys. Gige, as you have knocked over Eden and are approaching the mushrooms, the barrier where you thought the mushrooms would be, you can hear sort of a one-sided conversation of this thing answering that it doesn't want to hurt you guys, even though that something outside does want to hurt you. Mm -hmm. But you start to see, as you reach where the mushrooms were before, they are no longer on the floor at all and have completely migrated to the walls. The voice inside your head does say, we appreciate the concern. If it is violence they want, it is violence they will get. But they have been here before and never brought violence then. That is uh, honestly kind of reassuring. It's reassuring, but I don't know if we can successfully convey to the fungus people what it means to burn down a kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Or not a kitchen, an office. Because, yeah, they're mad. (laughs) Wait, uh, what? (laughs) Oh, no, I forgot. Galena doesn't know. Galena's doing a good job, guys. 
unlike you. She's just wait. <laughs> we we did really good with the fungus people so far. You did, you've done real good so with the far. fungus. <laughs> I'm impressed. And by we, I mean sorry. Cut to Galena. She's currently playing the song "Fat Bottom Darks." <laughs> nice. Oh gosh. Is there another way out of here that doesn't involve going through them where a fight might start? Or like oh, that's a way, a good question. or can we get deeper in here where they wouldn't find us or anything like that? The voice in your mind is kind of humorously contrary to the expression this thing gives you as all of the eyes blink at once, but it very confidently says, there is no other way out, but we could hide you, pretend you are food. We would not eat you though. I find that quite acceptable. That would be actually wonderful. Then they uh... think we're dead. That's perfect. Y yeah. Gish, you also hear this commentary of them pretending you are food, but not eating you. I mean, I'm assuming since we're telepathically connected to these dudes, we would be able to tell with relative ease if they were being deceptive, but they don't really seem to have deception in their nature. That's what I'm counting on. Also, I'm going to put the little teeny guy on my face. He can yeah. pretend he's growing out of my face. <laughs> It'll be adorable. <laughs> so Gish and Eden... After you've hilariously yoinked off of each other, the you can hear the men climbing down the stairs, but they are a fair one turn behind you. Um, Gij will quickly scoop up Eden and be like, no, no, it's cool. I can hear the mushrooms. They're on our side. Like if a fight happens, we'll take our side. Eden, Gij is a madman. Stop! <laughs> <laughs> no, really, it's cool. They're going to help us. No, this is not going to end well. Like, currently, they've worked out a plan with Sten and Sariel to play dead. How do you want. know that? Because I sniffed the spores. You've gone insane. No, I haven't. Here, you know what? As I'm, as I'm hoisting her up and I'm pulling her back towards the area where they moved the floor, I pull the vial out of my vest. I'm like, here, put this in your nose. Okay. So, Eden, do you put the white powder in your face? Ugh. I guess. Well, if he's going to shove it in my face. Well, I'm, I'm holding up the vial. I'm not holding the open end of the vial up to your nose. I'm, I'm, I'm holding it out in front of you. Like, here, sniff this or snuff no. it. I'm, well, are we going to have to roll uh, competing athletics again so I can make you hear the mushrooms talking? We are going to roll <laughs> competing athletics until I win. Roll yes. competing athletics until you hear the mushrooms talking. <laughs> well, ah, <laughs> uh, Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> That's real good. <laughs> well, I'm just going to have to keep dragging her into the hole then if she won't agree um, this fucking episode okay roll competing athletics to make her smell the mushrooms as you try to just shove the vial in in her nostril so the next eden, time she just breathes, trust me for there. reals this is me oh my god I really oh can't. yeah eden rolled a 16 oh god i like this is like harmony and chaos <laughs> <laughs> we're like befriending these nightmare creatures and they're shoving yeah. things each other's noses so you are unable to get this vial near her nose, but as you have picked her up, you're still able to have moved further into the tunnels where horror of horrors before it just sort of smelled like dying people and rotting compost. But now you can see why it is just mounds of skeletons and decaying flesh. And does Eden see all these horrible things standing around in this cave? Mm -hmm. And does she oh. see that they are not attacking us? Yes, but they are really horrible. That doesn't, even if they're not attacking us, that doesn't convince me of anything. I mean, they're... the big scary mushroom man at the end oh, of the hall didn't attack us. And Wait a second, wait, wait, going back, Eden was there when, they, when Sariel initially talked to them and said what was happening, right? Yeah. yeah. So the, you guys know the general situation, like, without mind control, at least how it was. Although, as far as I, I understand, you guys are still pleading back. At, when I ran away, it was at the beginning 
when oh. Saria was basically rolling persuasion to try to convince Mushroom Man that we weren't there to fight. <laughs> so as this far as actually... I'm concerned, you guys might be fighting. <laughs> this is pretty great, actually, because what Eden saw was you guys walk in, step on a thing, like scary stuff started happening. Both Gij and Sariel sniffed some white powder, you know, started talking to themselves. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I see where you're going. And then we're like, no, 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 it's cool. The mushrooms are our friends. <laughs> we're being mind control. That's a fair point. Wait a second, are we being mind No. <laughs> It's all a dream. You wake up, you're covered in mushrooms, being consumed. James, so until please. you get to being consumed, I was like, yay! <laughs> There's an X-Files episode like that. Anyway, finish this, this hilarious fight so that I can get a mushroom on my face. Yeah. So, I, Eden, I'm perfectly okay with you playing it this way because it's hilarious. <laughs> all right. Well, wasn't planning on uh, changing anything unless, I don't know, some sort of voice of god that wasn't the dm came in and told eden yes it is it is legit he is not going crazy but for now i'm going to assume he's gone completely bonkers uh sariel and sten the large mushroom in front of you just sort of gestures behind him and you hear him telling you without words to just lay down play play dead it's fine okay i shall do so is it like nice and squishy the ground is nice and squishy because you realize you are laying on a bed of like three other corpses. That got less adorable. <laughs> We're gonna need to bathe so hard. There's not like another all, non- all the water in the world will not be. Oh, enough. oh, okay. The large mushroom structure above you shakes, and many tiny mushrooms fall down upon you, scooting around to appropriately hide your features. Are these the adorable little mushrooms? Yes. Okay, there's that. I'll try to focus on what's above me and not the stuff below me. One climbs up to the peak of Sten's nose and then does a little shimmy because it is the tallest mushroom. Nice. You do eat mushroom, yeah. <laughs> Roll stealth checks to see how appropriately you hide amongst the bodies and mushrooms. <sighs> <laughs> I critically failed at stealth. <laughs> I'm allergic to mushrooms. It's a good no, thing there's two googe. It's definitely because uh, you are occasionally chuckling because the little tiny mushrooms are saying like stupid puns at you. They're like, You're not leaving mushroom forever. We are real culture down here. Fun guys. Yes, that would do it. <laughs> Sten chuckling is so much better than that critical fail could have gone. Sariel rolled an 18 for stealth. Sariel has disappeared into the corpses. All right, Gij, Eden won't take the powder. She won't put it in her nose. She won't understand the mushrooms. Okay. You just see me giggling like an idiot while lying amongst them. <laughs> let's, let's continue this, this. It's cool, I swear. They can't see you course. yet. They're like halfway through the cavern. Okay, Gij will say, no, look, really, we can we can play dead. Faking your death is really useful. Trust me, it, it it's like a fresh start. Anyone who's even chasing us for breaking the seal will probably like think we're dead now. And he'll continue to try and pull her deeper in. Gij, you can hear the voices asking if you need help. Gij will then say, look, I mean, you can either come with me or I can have these mushroomen help you get deeper in here. That's not ominous at all. Okay. Get deeper in where? Into the cave. So they think that we're already dead. Uh, what? Do you, look, if we don't pretend to be dead, like the mushrooms already killed us, Vivi's men are going to come after us. Do you want to fight Vivi's men? Maybe. The, well, they're already mad at you. If you're dead, they're not going to come after you. They're not going to believe that I'm dead. I'm going to have a pulse. Well, the mushrooms will convince them. 
Look, I know I I know I'm I sound crazy, and I know I normally do sound crazy, but I'm completely not crazy right now. I'm I'm gonna stay here, and you you can you can do whatever you want, but stop stop trying to drag me back into the cave. Gijul, let her go because he doesn't want to make Eden feel any worse. Do you um, untie yourselves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna untie her, and I'm gonna ask any of the mushrooms around me. You said they have. Do I know what their spore abilities are? Uh. Probably. Did they communicate that to us already? Um, I think Sariel knows, but I think in oh. general, you guys have been talking about these okay. things long enough that you've come across the idea that, yes, spores can get inside your brain and let you talk to them. I will untie myself so she has the light rope, and then I'll ask one of the mushrooms, like, hi, please help me get further into the cave because I don't want to step on any of your little dudes. The floor is surprisingly empty, and you can see a path leading deep into the southern section of the cave. And at which point, I'll ask them, do you have any spores that put people to sleep? The mushrooms around you sort of emanate confusion before not really understanding what sleep is. But they do say they can make things stop moving. Geesh feels kind of bad and says, maybe you should hit her with some of those and then just pull her into the... But don't hurt her. One of the large, almost human-sized mushrooms that stands on two stalks nearby amongst a bunch of skeletons laying about it does an uncharacteristic mushroom head nod and then starts to stalk in Eden's direction. Gijel shout, don't hurt them, they're cool. Seriously, really, they're not going to hurt you. All right, Gijel, are you heading off down the path that they have opened for you? Yes, yes, yes. I like to think I'm walking with one of the mushroom mans, so I'm not like bumping into the walls and hurting their little... Through babies. Okay, Eden. Geesh, were you saying all this out loud while you were telepathy I was saying, talking? I was saying it kind of in a, in a hushed voice, so because I think she and I were still fairly close to each other, so she could probably hear me. Okay, so Geesh muttered to himself or to these mushrooms that they needed to help you, and also something about sleeping, and then ran off into the darkness. Well, clearly he has gone completely bonkers. There are two menacing-looking mushroom men approaching you. One is about four feet tall. One is about five-five. They look to have vertical sort of slits on their torso sections. They writhe a little bit into what looks like a face. You can see some slits open and eyes appear as they start to approach you. Do they look mad? They look like mushrooms walking at you. The scary-looking corpse guards aren't walking at you. The corpse guards? The human bodies with fungus coming out of them. Ah, yes. Okay, well, I'm not going to attack them or anything, at least not just yet. I'm going to wait to see if maybe they are somehow going to help me and not try to kill me. Okay, I want you to roll three con saves. (laughs) Oh, Oh, no. I take it it that's a mall expressing frustration at the idea of three con saves. One, two, three... I rolled a 7, a 15, and a 9. These mushroom men around you approach and sort of lean their caps back so you can see the gilly parts, and they contract, blowing a great deal of spores in your direction from both directions as they sort of have come up from two different ways. As Ah. you stand amidst all this little tiny particulate, you start hearing things, voices in your head, telling you to move urgently. In which direction? But then also your muscles start to seize up. You feel glad that you were in kind of a wide stance when you started because you can no longer move your legs. A full body paralysis is overcoming you. You'll be fine. It's going to be fine. So the voices are telling me to move, but I can't move. Mm-hmm. 
They're very contrary. In the corner of your vision and hearing, you can see those five guards approaching, three of them human, two hobgoblin, and behind them, Victor, as the two mushroom men pick you up and sort of carry you like a board lengthwise between them and start carrying you back into the darkness. No! The men in the distance stop at the line of where the mushrooms are. They have recovered the floor and the men wait. Victor is ordering them angrily to stay back. Don't step on any. Him angrily taking out a snuff box and sniffing more, scrunching his eyebrows really hard as the darkness envelops you and the lit rope stays on the ground over there. As horror of horrors, you are laid gently down next to a rotting corpse and covered with tiny little mushrooms. That is horrifying. Wait, is she like next to us? No, she has taken off to a different section. Ah, uh, that's too bad. <laughs> you can't see the giggling Man, sten. Eden has had a terrible day. <laughs> I have. Poor Eden. And remarkably, despite being a very similar day, Sten is having a great day. <laughs> you got a bunch of friends, little cool guys who think you're cool. Right, right. All right, Galena. Hey. Your show is wrapping up. Okay, I guess now I'm playing Stairway to the Feywild. Sweet. The uh, the crowd is still into it. You can see Connor, when you look at him, just looks distraught. Uh, okay. And um, Sasan is still dancing. On Connor? Uh, yeah. Okay, um, I, I'm going to assume that he's distraught because she's dancing on him. And she <laughs> looks way too young for him, and he's probably a little bit disturbed by this. Okay, so yeah, she's ra- she's into it. She's wrapping up. She hasn't gotten any any sort of news from anyone that she's needed and that she needs to stop the show immediately. So she's super chill and she's super into her last song and she's making it epic and she's holding the notes and it's great. She's just rocking out. And um, when the show ends, the lights go out and then when they come back on, it's just her standing there with her lute and there's no more octopus. The crowd erupts in thunderous applause. Uh, you hear Sasan doing the really loud, Galena! Woo! And Refrain looks really grumpy. And Connor immediately starts rushing down the stairs, almost making Sasan fall as she was leaning on him a little bit. Um, uh, all right. So she, she, uh, Galena just bows several times and starts to walk off the stage. One of the staff steps up on stage and says, and now, you know... So-and-so is going to do juggling. And the crowd sort of goes like, and goes back to their gambling. Galena tries to intercept Connor and see what's up. Galena, Galena. Oh my God. So they all left and apparently they burned something in his office and then maybe blew it up as well. I don't know. Eden was invisible and Sten went with him and they said they're going to go underneath. And then they said, stay here with Sasan. But now it's over and they're still down there. It's been like half an hour. Delenn is still coming down from her performance high, and she's still kind of like smiling and waving at people as she's passing them. She's like, yeah, what? Huh? Wait, burned? What? I'm sure they're fine, but we should probably check on them. Do you know where they went? They went underneath somewhere. I think they said the hatch was in some sort of room with kegs. Okay. Um, can I roll anything to figure out what that could mean? Oh, I mean, it's definitely just the room where they keep all the old liquor. Did she go into that room before? You haven't been in the back at all because you didn't go in there before the show started. Okay. Um, you do know where the exits are, though. Is there anybody guarding the exits? No, all the guards are gone, except for two who are still guarding the front. Well, let's just go back there and find that room. 
Okay. As you are stepping towards the stairway, Sasan just slams into your side, giving you the side hug as she breathes alcoholic breath all over you and says, Galena, that was amazing. Oh my God. I haven't seen anything that good since like I was at one of my mother's like parties. Oh, wow. She, she returns the hug and just smiles. She's like, yeah, th- thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's great to have people like you to inspire me. Oh my God, really? It's all about <laughs> my fans. I can't do it without my fans. I'm totally a fan. So what are you doing? Um, Where are we well, going? You want to help Connor us out? Connor left me. Ugh, what a gentleman. Galena's Leaving a lady like of... that. <laughs> Galena's side eyes Connor and gives him a little bit of a mischievous grin. She's like, I'm sure he just really needed to pee or something. Um, anyway, do you want to come with us? We're just we're just looking for the rest of the party because apparently Sten had more important things to do than watch me play, you know? Ah, those guys. Just Men. like... Well, we gotta go teach him a lesson, huh? Mushrooms all over my face. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to Sten giggling under a pile of mushrooms. <laughs> okay, so you guys are heading out one of the side doors to get in the back? Yeah, she's just wandering. I mean, there are no guards. She's just like, nobody to stop her from checking things out. She's not at all aware that there's any urgent thing happening, so she's just walking around and looking for the place with the barrels okay so you guys step into the back and look around for the place with the barrels but before you do that i want you to roll a perception galena rolled a 12 in perception yep none of the staff saw you go back there it's, everything's good don't worry about it yeah whoa i just performed it was awesome okay guys down in mushroom land it is a horror show for eden because as far as she knows, these mushrooms have finally gotten into her head and are just basically saying all sorts of nice, weird things like, Hi, how are you? Your face feels real good. I'm gonna die. You're new, but it's like <laughs> as... gonna leave the party. It's like as a mushroom climbs up on your face and is sort of ah! like tickling your, eye- your eyelashes no! with its cap. <laughs> Do you moisturize? You're going to remember this fondly. This is going to be like the, fir- the hilarious first time you met some dear friends. Yeah, James, what a, what a misunderstanding James, it was. James, now that she's also been doused with the telecon, not telekinesis, um, the, the communication spores, can't we also talk to her? It is very much like you can hear that there's another person on the line, but ah, when they okay. speak, it's just mumbling. But to you guys, it's like... <laughs> because she is... Uh, not happy, I assume. But you can hear the angry, angry murmurs of Vivi as he is clearly asking this mushroom field to get out of his way so he can come in. And in general, you can guess that the mushroom leader is sort of giving him guff, but eventually lets him in. And you see the guards step into the area. They do not have torches, but one of them holds a small crystal that is emitting a low light the men look just exceptionally uncomfortable, but Vivi is looking through the bodies, holding a napkin over his nose, and he is going to roll a search check. He, in fact, finds Eden, and Eden, as you are paralyzed and these mushrooms are sort of scooting around on your face, you see in the corner of your eye Vivi standing over you. He ah. looks down with several guards and pokes you with his cane. Not being able to respond, you don't respond. Oh, no. He turns to his cohort. Interesting. Not dead, but paralyzed. 
and starts marching off the other direction. Oh, thanks for uh, thanks for the concern. You've been abandoned again. No. <laughs> you haven't been abandoned by your fungus friends. Fungus friends. He continues to march off in the other direction. He is approaching you, Gish. I want you to roll a stealth. How well did you hide? Okay. Um, I almost want to say that I was speaking to one of the mushrooms like, hey, hey, let's pretend to fight. I totally won't hurt you, though. And and so basically, Gish wants to lay down, and the mushroom will be like, lay on top of him like, blah, I'm eating you. <laughs> Which I don't know if they would do that. But I like the idea like he's built a really nice rapport with the mushrooms. And like he's even telling them stupid jokes and sharing memories he's had of his sister. Okay. So performance? Uh, no, no, no. It's still going to be a stealth. Unless you want to be mid-fight when these things come up. The mushroom that you are talking to basically says, I know, I won't fight you. It doesn't understand. Pretend to fight. Ah, uh, okay. Then he'll just pretend to be to be dead. It does offer to sit on you. Okay, that's good. That works. I mean, I guess that's probably as close as they can get. All right, roll that stealth. I rolled a 12 stealth. You see Victor and his men walk by you without seeming to notice you. Nice. As they head towards the room where the uh, sovereign is, as this is what they are called, the Myconid sovereigns are the leaders of these little communities. All right, Galena, it doesn't take you too much time. Some of the staff gives you guff, but... When they see Sasan with her horns out, they immediately just bounce and leave the other way. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Sasan is your hype man. Whenever you say things like that, she's like, yeah, get out of here. This is my place now. Oh my god. Galena's <laughs> ego is just shooting through the roof. She's got her two, her two groupies. In her head, Connor's totally chill right now. Like, he's just a little concerned about whatever the fire he was talking about. She's sure it's nothing serious. Um... Yep. She's the star. She's walking around doing what she wants to do with her groupies. You walk by the kitchen and something smells burnt. These cooks clearly not doing their job. But you also identify what might be Vivi's office, which you could go into. It's a site you really don't want to miss. Okay, she's going to poke her head into Vivi's office because she has no reason to not get along with Vivi. Because she, she's assuming that Vivi's in his office because he wasn't in the balcony. So she's probably going to poke her head, head in, and say hi. You see what looks like a relatively normal room as you poke your head in. But as you open the door the whole way to expose the other half of the room, you can see skylight coming in as the roof has collapsed onto where the desk was. Miraculously, there is still a little sconce with a large egg in it, but the uh, room is completely destroyed and you can see fire damage, as well as everything looks a little soggy. She pokes her head in with like a big grin on her face, perfectly prepared to just say, hey, what's up, Vivi? And for a split second, the grin is just kind of frozen on her face, and then she turns to Connor and she's just like, ah, okay. Sasan looks in. And she's like, whoa, Vivi knows how to party. And she runs in there and her hands light up in flame. Let's do it. Sasan, uh, uh, I don't think that's a great idea right now. I think we should wait until we find my buddies to do any more partying. <sighs> her hands turn back to normal and she says, fine. I guess it'd be cooler if everybody saw it anyway. I have some pretty cool party tricks, you know? Yeah, I, I would really like to see them. Um, Connor, do you have any idea where where they went? Obviously, they were here. She gestures to the destruction. They're in some sort of warehouse, and I didn't know it was this bad. Where? He's wringing his hands and looking around. Do you have any way to um, to locate them? He whips out his oscilloscope and very practically points it straight at the location on the ground, and it lights up and goes, It's that way. All right, let's go down there. How do we get down there? 
Uh, if we follow the angle, probably find the entrance. Okay, let's do this. You guys rush and almost immediately find the room with all the casks in it, in which there is an open hatch on the floor. Down below, you can hear the sound of a couple men yelling to each other, just sort of like, watch your step. Oh, is this one? Roll it over. Nah. Um, she pokes her head in. It is a ladder that goes down about seven feet, and then there is a clear stairway of carved stone. Okay, um... She's going to walk in quietly, if she rolls quietly. <laughs> All right. Stealth checks. Sasan at disadvantage. Fucking <laughs> drunk friends. Yeah, I know. Life is tough. Galena rolled a 14. Oh, no. Connor is unfortunately a little less stealthy than... <laughs> than Sasan, because he is wearing a very large backpack and almost gets stuck in the hole with his... <laughs> with his kettle banging on the side and making a little like shrill whistle as if there's water boiling inside it for just a moment. And you hear him whisper, sorry, Pokey. Galana sort of hisses at him. Why did you have to bring that backpack to a concert? I, 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 I don't know where to put it. Sorry. And Sasan just sort of sighs exasperatedly and jumps down into the stairwell, sort of gently floating to the ground. Okay, okay. let's go. Okay. Galena, um, Make sure that her loot is securely strapped to her back and she's holding her panpipes and she sort of creeps carefully through the, um, what, what is it? Like a cavern? A tunnel? You step down the stairwell. It seems like it is carved out of the stone, smooth with tiny little park marks all over it. And then you come down into a relatively square room with wooden troughs full of damp soil and mushrooms that are very clearly Devil's Dream. And then one corner of that room is open to a cavern, in which you see a ton of little tiny mushrooms scooting around. Scoot, scoot. Whoa, all right then. Their caps look like black oil slicks. Cool. Okay, she looks at Connor and she says, Do you have any idea what direction my friends may have gone in? Did Did Sten say what he was leaving to do? You look behind you, and because you're a dwarf, you have dark vision. You see Connor holding onto Sasan's shoulder as she smiles in the darkness. Connor says, I can't see anything. Okay. She squints around the room. Should I make a light? I see a light way over there in the distance. Uh, Deeper in the tunnel, you can see a small lantern held aloft by a man. Uh, don't don't bother making a, a light, because I'm not exactly sure who those guys are. And I want to not alert them to our presence for as long as I can. Can I roll perception to see if I can to see if I can see anything that would help me figure out where any friend might be? Uh yeah. you can't see them in the distance where you are and all you can see is the entrance to the tunnel and then far beyond it a little like dim light. All right, she's just going to st- start walking towards the cavern. Oh god. Carefully. <laughs> Sasan grabs your arm and says, uh, uh I don't think you want to do that. Unless you, like, want to commit genocide today. Because, like, that's fun sometimes, but, like, we just had a really good, good time. Why gotta be a bummer? Um, what do you mean? She points down at the little black oil slick mushrooms that are coating the floor and says, These are, like, alive, but not, like, plant alive. Like, have a soul alive. Oh, uh, she wonders if, um, if Sasan is, like, way more drunk than she realized before. <laughs> 
but also getting the sense that Sasan's the kind of young teenager slash spoiled child that if you don't play along with her fantasies, you kind of get screwed. She decides to just kind of humor her and she goes, oh, okay. And she bends over and she coughs politely. She says, excuse me, but do you mind if we walk through here? She leans down next to you and says, that's not how you talk to them. She puts a single finger underneath one of the caps of a larger mushroom and one other finger atop it. Her hands glow. And then when her finger comes back from underneath, it has a little pile of snuff. She puts it underneath your nose. Galena sniffs it suspiciously. Only about half of it comes off of your nose and she takes the other half and puts it to her nose gently and then turns around and Connor, who's groping around because she left him, goes over and sticks it up his nose and he's like, You can pick your friends, you can pick your nose, but you can't pick your friend's nose. Apparently you can. (laughs) Yeah. Is Connor really a friend? Can confirm that you can. (laughs) I think Connor Connor is is a friend. Connor exclaims behind you but you don't really hear it over the cacophony of voices you now hear in front of you. Oh. We are going to cut to Sten and Sariel, who lie behind the Myconid Sovereign as Vivi steps into the room. He is dead? You guys are playing dead. Unfortunately, one of those little tiny mushrooms makes a wicked, wicked barb at Sten, and he laughs right as this happens. I was going to say, Sten is attempting to continue giggling after he initially fails, as though he's under some hallucinogenic effect. (laughs) Vivi is speaking out loud as well as telepathically speaking to this sovereign, sort of just out of habit, you assume. And he says, are you hiding them from me? The sovereign brings you in on his side of the conversation so you can hear him talking back to him. And he says, no, I am, I am eating them. You can feel the deceit completely plain and on its face, just all wrong what he's saying. And all the little mushrooms around you like laugh when he says it. Vivi says, I'm very, very disappointed in you, Bad Batch. What if the food was to stop coming? And you can feel a sense of dread fill the room. As you are sitting there, Vivi pulls out his cane and of course puts both hands on the end, twists a little click and he pulls out a rapier from the end of the cane and says i know you're lying to me bad batch i can make them food though it's handy that you already paralyzed them for me and begins to advance on you guys you guys being just me right specifically sten Hmm. sariel Hmm. is a ninja at pretending to be a dead body okay well first order business is to i want to kind of brush the little guys off of me You are able to inform them to let go as you do this, so they just sort of flop over there and make little cartoonish (laughs) but are fine. All right, I want to stand up. We're going to have a duel now? Is that what's going on, Vivi? What did I do to you? I just ran down here because some stuff caught on fire. Vivi steps back, adopting a defensive stance. It is weird because you have to step around this gigantic ogre-sized mushroom to get a good look at him. And, and by the way, by the way, I say to the mushroom guy, we killed like, how many people did we kill today? Like, I'm trying to do the math in my head. Or I guess it was yesterday. I killed like six people or something like that. We can bring you carcasses. We have a steady supply. So don't think you need to rely on this guy. <laughs> I mean, seriously, right? More people are going to, like, like, people are trying to kill us right now. Someone's going to die. You get these corpses. Sariel is extremely exasperated, but he's not wrong. <laughs> The Sovereign is a little surprised and thinks to you, how could you kill others? 
I don't really mean to. It just, this kind of thing keeps happening where someone, see, he's got a sword and he's trying to kill me. And then I either have to kill him or I die. This happens oh. repeatedly over the course of like the last several weeks. So if you want the byproducts of the situation, I am happy to provide them. It nods and informs you that it is good that you defend yourself. It thought for a moment that you were saying you would go out and hunt creatures. No, no. It's just remarkably common for us to be attacked. Like, astoundingly so. (laughs) Vivi backs up and says, Why are you even here? I hire you in good faith, and you trick me, you burn my office, you sneak down to my apparently no longer clandestine operation. Look, Vivi, I'm going to be straight with you. Here's what happened from my perspective. I'm pretty sure that your office got burned completely accidentally, like legitimately accidentally through sheer incompetence. Then we ran down here because we were hiding from you. And there's these fungus people, which I, who I like. I like these little guys. So I don't see why there has to be a fight here. You heard a chorus of like, hell yes, from a ton of little mushrooms. <laughs> But <laughs> roll a persuade to see if Vivi believes your story, as ludicrous <laughs> as it sounds. It's relatively true, from Sen's perspective at least. It's, it's, well, a it's not number. a deception, it's a persuade. It's generally six. He looks at you just like insulted, and he's like, you think I'm that stupid? See, this is what happens. <laughs> Every time. His men sort of pull up behind him, drawing their blades again, and we cut away for a moment. Galena, you heard a fair bit of this conversation, and these creatures in front of you begin to spread out and open a path for you. Like, can she hear them? You basically hear a one-sided conversation of what the Sovereign said, which was, you would kill things... Oh, I, I'm glad you're just defending yourself. I thought you went out. We're gonna go out and hunt people. So she can she can pretty much pick up that the mushrooms are on are are not trying to eat her friends or anything. It seems that way. Well, she's always liked mushrooms, so she's gonna trust them. She sees the path being cleared, and she marches forward, and she makes sure she grabs onto Connor so he can see where he's going. Oh no, wait, she can create light. I think that's a prestidigitation thing she can do. She feels invincible. She just performed. So she marches forward towards the the ruckus. Once you make light, Connor realizes that it's safe to make light and holds a little tiny globe of light in his hands in front of him. He was just waiting on it to be okay to make light. Okay. As you are stepping into the darkness, you hear something behind you. As the robed figure of the Baron von Maltisch steps onto the bottom step, he is wearing a sort of loose robe that shows a lot of chest hair, Mm. his mop of red hair tied up in the bun. He is wearing sort of baggy pants and boots. He looks over at Sasan and says, daughter of mine. Why are you in a place like this? And as he is looking around, his face inscrutable, he says clearly not to you and to himself. It seems a friend of mine has betrayed me. His hand reaches out to the side, sticks a single claw into his palm, drawing a drop of blood which drops on the ground, and from that blood raises up a pillar which he grabs and it manifests into a three-pronged spear. Whoa. Whoa. Looks past you into the cave. Do you mean a trident? No, it is a spear with a long center part and then two side parts. Oh, okay. Sounds like a trident. (laughs) Just saying, man. The side parts don't poke Uh, forward as well. Oh, so it's like a hilt, you mean? Oh, oh, no, I I understand what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Fair enough. It is like a star shape. He looks into the cavern behind you, and we will wrap for the evening. Right. That was a pretty good one, I think. That was pretty good. Everything went better than expected. I like our new mushroom friends. No, our mushroom friends are the best, and we have to save them. Right? Yeah, no. Like, they're they're bros. They're prisoners, and they don't even know it. that, our heroes have uncovered the depths of Victor's illicit mushroom operation. But many questions still remain. Has Stan lost his performance prowess, or is he just mushy for mushrooms? Can Sariel continue to feign death, or will her act become sporadic? Has Gige lost his mind, or is he just the world's worst drug pusher? Has Eden's party been body snatched by these faux fungoid friends? And does this basement brawl mean Galena won't get paid? Find out next time on Sometimes Heroes. Sorry, Molly. I'm sorry. I was dragging you and I was being crazy pants, but I was that trying was to help. That was perfect, Molly. I'm so <laughs> glad you did that. It really was. I liked realizing how insane we all... It was like, wait, right. she's being... Un- wait, nope, she's being completely reasonable. <laughs> no, the mushrooms are on our side. The mushrooms are on our side. Yeah. It's cool. No, just lay down on the back of the carcasses. This just is- sniff this. Just sniff this. And the mushrooms will help us. Good show, everyone. Uh, well done. What I miss... I very much want this to be a Mushroom Dance Club combination mortuary. <laughs> Bad batch. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> I think Bad Batch is our home slice, and we have to do everything to protect his smile. <laughs> we, well, yeah. Yeah. How does he even know the outside world will kill him? Maybe he was told that. I can take my little guy and spread those spores all over the place. Woo. I'm, I'm pretty sure it would be a really bad idea for him not to have like a warm, wet place. Well, but there's other ones like that. That's what there's I'm like, saying. They should have seen a warehouse Sten used to live in. That'd be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> True. But you guys know that these guys die in direct sunlight. That's why I'm saying we give them this club. Be like, look, you can stay here. You run the top side. You need to, If you need to hire some men to get you goods, open up a dance club, keep it dark upstairs, go upstairs, no problem. Great times. <laughs> And if people offer up their, you know, their dead relatives, they get VIP status. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> Guilt-free corpses. Yeah. It does. It does legitimately make me wonder where VB's getting bodies because, best case scenario, is he's raiding the morgue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we assume that he's. Ra- I mean, I'm assuming he's raiding bodies. That was an assumption, but. Or he's reasonable. like buying them off uh, someone like the the Black Gauntlet or. Amberson, yeah. Or Amberson, yeah. I mean, we're totally going to liberate these mushrooms. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad I'm, you like Bad Batch. I've been ex- I've been holding on to Bad Batch for like five, six weeks now, and I'm like, ah, go to the place. <laughs> Will Eden be able to make it through this terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day, or is it all just a nightmare? <laughs> <laughs>